What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge Sunday morning online worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to share these messages with your friends and family, thank you so very much for doing that. We have people tuning in from all over the place and we hope that it's very helpful. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, once again, also thank you so very much for that. That allows us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. For those of you that are just starting to give, thank you so much for meeting our $10 challenge towards the ministries that maybe you appreciate, like our free counseling ministries, food pantry ministries, homeless ministries, our ministries to our youth, our kids, our college, or our recovery ministries. Thank you so, so very much for doing that. We also want to let you know that our next food pantry will be right around the beginning of November, so be prepared for that. That'll meet a great big need in our community. Well, sometimes life will catch you off guard, and sometimes when it does, you have to learn how to connect the dots. Today, we continue with our current series entitled Connecting the Dots, and let me just explain that to you in this way. During certain times of our life, sometimes it's like we're not given the complete picture. Sometimes it feels like we're only given some of the picture, some of the picture about this situation, some of the picture about this storm, about this adversity, about this relationship, about this heartache, about this pain, or about our purpose in life. Sometimes in life, it's like we're given this canvas, but we're not given the entire picture, just maybe a few dots of the picture. And here's the issue for most of us. In the beginning, when we're going through tough situations in this life and we're trying to connect the dots, sometimes it takes us a while to figure things out. Sometimes it takes us a while to figure things out with this situation, with this relationship, with this picture, or about what our life is supposed to look like. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but sometimes it takes takes us a while to figure out what direction we need to go in and what choice that we need to make. But what happens when you start connecting more of the dots and the picture starts to become more clear? And this picture, whatever it is in your life, deep down, you're starting to realize that this is not going to look like what I thought it was going to look like. At first, I thought this was going to end up completely different. I thought the final picture of this situation was going to look more peaceful and hopeful. But now that I'm starting to connect more of the dots and see more of the picture, I'm starting to see that this is not going to look like a picture of peace. And maybe it's going to look like something that I never expected or wanted. Maybe it's not playing out for you the way that you expected. For instance, at the beginning of every relationship, any type of relationship, we have just a few dots of information about that person. And in our mind, we start to take those dots and we start to fill in those blanks and we make that relationship and that person and that picture start to look like the Mona Lisa. And here's the deal. The relationship doesn't look like that, but we're not basing it off the final picture. We're basing it off just a few dots of information. We have all these blanks and we're filling in these blanks with assumptions. And so I always tell people in any type of situation, and remember this today, if you're still with me, Sam, still with you. When you're connecting the dots, there are so many things that you just don't know yet. For example, if you don't know how someone allows their feelings to guide their choices, if you don't know how someone allows their inner feelings and emotions to guide their decision-making, then that would be an example of you not fully knowing them yet and you connecting more of the dots the longer you get to know them. It's like we talked about last week. If you don't know how someone copes with their depression, their anxiety, and their stress, then you don't fully know them yet. If you don't know how someone argues when they're angry, then you don't fully know them yet. And that would be an example of connecting more of the dots as you go along. So sometimes it's okay to not 
not create the final picture in your head and to just let the dots play out. And so in this series, I want us to learn how to connect the dots. And so when we need to change directions, we can do that. But also, I want us to learn how sometimes we just need to let these dots play out. So life stops catching us off guard and hurting our heart and hurting our emotions and our mind and hurting our faith. And sometimes this is why we have such a hard time connecting the dots in our life. Has it ever felt like in this life that you were just sort of forcing it? It's almost like there's this thing in your life or maybe a few things, and for the longest time, this thing, it it worked for you, but now it's really not working for you anymore, but you're still holding on to it, and you're still trying to force it to work for you. It's almost like whatever it is, now that you're starting to connect the dots, you're starting to see that whatever this thing is, this thing that once worked for you, now you're starting to see that it's not working for you anymore, almost like you got stuck in this trap and you're trying to force it and we're trying to force it to work for us like it used to and so we're still holding on to it but we're still trying to keep it going, whatever it is. It's almost like the old normal ways that you used to tap into to stabilize yourself, the old normal ways that you used to tap into to stabilize your faith and your thinking, and your thoughts, and your mind, and your heart, and your emotions, whenever you were dealing with, a, dealing with a bad day, or a difficult situation, or painful emotions, or painful circumstances, or a storm, or adversity, or personal heartache, it's like at one time, these things worked, and you knew it. They stabilized you on the inside, but now, they're not stabilizing you anymore. Now they're not working for you anymore, but you're still stuck trying to force these things or this thing to work for you and you're holding on to it. So one of the questions I think we need to ask today is this, if you're still with me, Sam's still with you and notice this. How do you decide to hold on to something because it's worth it or to let go of it because you're forcing it and you really don't know if it's worth it anymore or not? That's a tough question. But I think it's a very important question, and I think it's a question that so many people are thinking about today and asking today in their heart. And so maybe this is for those of us today who say, and for those of us who constantly think, I keep holding on to this thing in my life, this thing that one time used to work for me, this thing at one time that used to stabilize me on the inside and help my faith. And sometimes it still works for me, but sometimes it doesn't work at all. And sometimes it even destabilizes me even more. And so sometimes it feels like that thing that worked for us is coming to an end. There's an ending, but we have hope because maybe there's something new waiting for us on the other side, but sometimes we don't see the new beginning. And so sometimes it feels like just whatever it was in the past that worked for us. I mean, it worked to stabilize our emotions. It worked to stabilize our heart and our mind and our thinking and our faith. Now it just feels like whatever it was that worked, now it's just coming to an end. And this is when we need to figure out and notice this today and remember this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Do I keep forcing it because it's worth it or do I let it go because it's not worth it anymore? If we're honest, we ask ourselves that question about so many different things all the time. And sometimes this can feel like a death. And so let's move on with this question. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. What is something in your life that you feel like at one time stabilized you, but now you're not sure if it's working for you anymore? And it could have been so many things, a job, a job title, 
a family unit that's now changing, a relationship that was comforting, but now it's changing, a routine, a friend circle, your hometown, that hobby that used to work for you, but now it doesn't, that old way of coping that used to work for you, but now it doesn't, or that worldview that you had for years that used to work for you, but now it doesn't make much sense anymore. How do you decide to let it go because it's not working for you anymore or to hold on to it and force it for a little while because it still has potential? Sometimes we need to learn how to truly let go of something that's just not working for us anymore. Most of us don't think about the future too much. Most of us, not at all. But when you're deciding to let go of something or to hold on to something, you have to think about the future because even though the future is uncertain, you cannot let fear and uncertainty trap you into doing nothing just because those old feelings are familiar and comfortable. Now, I want to read some verses to you, and then after that, I want to talk to you about what they mean to us today in a very personal way. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 12 through 14. Notice what it says in the New Living Translation. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I'll be found by you, says the Lord. I will in your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your own land. Now, I want you to listen to this out of a different translation. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I'll be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places is where I banished you, declares the Lord, and bring you back to a place from which I carried you into exile. Now, during this time, these words spoken by God through the prophet Jeremiah are spoken to the Jews who are slaves, exiles in Babylon, and they're in the center of hardship, heartache, pain, and suffering. And God's people were crying out for an immediate release like we do often when you and I are suffering hurting in heartache and pain we cry out for an immediate release but God's response was not to provide an immediate escape from the difficult situation they were in rather God promises that at the center in the center of their heartache in the center of their darkness and suffering and pain he will continue to prosper their faith and give them direction and they're going to be slaves in Babylon for like 70 years so at times I'm sure they were tempted to think that this faith in God thing is not working anymore It used to work for us. It used to stabilize us, but it's not working anymore. And so he tells them, you will find me, but you have to search for me. You will find me, but you have to seek me. And when you seek me and search for me, you have to do it with all of your heart. And if you do that, you will find me. And even if it feels like searching for me is holding on to something that's not working anymore. And even if it feels like searching for me is forcing it sometimes, do it because at the end of the day, it's worth it. Because if you keep searching for me, you will find me and that'll put life back into your soul, back into your heart and back into your faith. Now, faith in Jesus would be one example of holding on to something, holding on to something that sometimes it doesn't feel like it's working for us. And let's be honest, if we're all honest today, we'd all have to admit that sometimes it feels like our faith in God is not working for us like it used to, or it's not working for us anymore at all. But one of the reasons that we continue to force it and hold on to it and not to let it go is because deep down we know this is valuable to us. This is worth something to us. We're not going to let this go because ultimately faith in God will one day put life back into us. But then there are other major things in our life and we have to ask that question and we have to wrestle with that question. Do I still hold on to this? Is this ever going to work for me again? And that leads us back to this question. How do you decide 
decide to hold on to something because it's worth it or let it go because I'm forcing it and I don't know if it's worth it anymore. And here's the therapy part. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. What we need to decide sometimes is this. Do I let go of this relationship? Do I let go of this hope? Do I let go of this job? Do I let go of this coping habit, this person, this dream, this ambition, this assumption about the future, this old picture of God that I was given? Do I let go of the grind? Do I let go of this hope that one day this will work out because it's not really working for me anymore and it doesn't help me feel stable on the inside anymore? Or do I keep holding on to this and forcing this because deep down I know this is worth something to me and valuable to me. It'll all be worth it if I keep going. How do you figure that out? Let it go or hold on. For example, let me tell you a story about me. I have two medical conditions that I can do nothing about. Sometimes, randomly, I will have an insulin dump in my body that causes me to pass out. And then I have to eat or drink a bunch of sugar to come back to consciousness. But several years ago, many of you know, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. That's when my immune system attacks my brain and my spine. That's not a back problem. I told somebody I had that one time. He goes, oh, yeah, my mom's got scoliosis too. Her back hurts. No, it's not scoliosis. This is like a brain disease where my immune system attacks my brain. And be honest with you, when I first found this out, I was in denial because I had my future planned out and this was not in it. And honestly, something that would always help stabilize me on the inside whenever I had tough times or emotional times or sadness or fear, or anxiety, is I would think about my future and going towards the future that I wanted. And so when this happened to me, I had to let go of the future that I had planned out for me in my head. I had to let go of the fact that one day I was going to have a future that didn't include this disease. And now it does include this disease. I simply had to let that picture go. And so I had to learn that. So today I want to share a few observations with us to help us figure this out. How do we let things go or how do we keep going? Now, the first thing is this, and this question always helps me how to figure out whether I should force something or let it go. And this is what it is if you're still with me. Sam's still with you. Are you putting more life into it than it gives to you? If you have been putting more energy, more love, more time, and more life back into something, and not much life and joy and encouragement is coming back to you, it's almost like this. It's like you're forcing putting life into that person, but not much is coming back to you and probably never will. You're forcing putting life back into that career, that dream, or that lifelong pattern, but not much life is coming back to you. When it gets to that point, it could be time to let that go. Next is this. If you're still with me, Sam, so still with you. Let go of taking things personally. And this is what I mean. Whenever you come to the conclusion that maybe some people are not supposed to be in your life and they think that maybe you're not supposed to be in their life, you have to understand you don't have to take that personally. Listen, when people come to the conclusion that they're forcing it and they need to let each other go, nine times out of ten it has nothing to do with the other person. It has more to do with them. And if you always take something like that personally, all it's going to do is hurt your self-esteem and hurt your faith, and that's not necessary. Understand that when people let each other go, most of the time that's because they're going through their own personal pain that no one knows anything about. Next is this, and this can help you decide whether you should keep going or let something go if you're still with me. Sam, still with you. Let go of your fear of uncertainty. Many times we know that we need to stop forcing something in our life because it no longer helps us. It no longer stabilizes. 
paralyzes us and no longer gives us peace or life. Many times we keep forcing it out of fear because we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of what our future is going to look like if we let this go fully. And so we keep forcing it when we don't have to. So don't let the fear of the unknown drive you. Let that go and it'll help you let other things go too. Next is this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Let go of what others think. Understand that only 10% of the people in your life are going to not agree with your choices. And 10% of the people in your life are going to love your choices. And statistics tell us that 80% of the people in your life don't give a flip. They don't care what you do. They don't care what you think. They don't care the choices that you make. And so we run around most of the time worrying about what people think, and they don't care. And so understand, you don't have to live for other people's opinions. Stop forcing that. Stop holding on to that. Next is this. Let go of trying to be something that you're not. There are some things that we just cannot change about ourselves, and God made you to be you. And God gave you a very specific core and heart and and story, and personality, and life, and God wants you to offer the core of who you are to this world because it's a gift to this world, and God wants you to offer this personality that he gave you to this world because it's a gift to this world, so let go of trying to be like other people, and let go of tearing yourself down just because you're not like other people. God made you to be you, and you only have to be you, and seek him with all of your heart, and if you do, you'll find him, amen? Next is this, if you're still with me, I'm still with you, let go of your need to be flawless in this life Jesus does not expect us to be perfect that was the whole point of the cross we'll never be perfect we place our faith in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross but God does expect us to seek him with all of our heart and God does expect us to pursue discipleship and excellence but never perfection if you're running around tearing yourself down because you're not flawless and perfect you can let that go because God doesn't even expect that of you amen And then the last thing is this, let go of the not yet. Some of you are thinking, I know I need to let go of this. I know I need to stop holding on. I know I need to stop forcing it. I know I need to stop letting this take life from me. And I need to, I need to let things put life back into me. I know that I need to, but maybe not yet. Maybe now's not the time. Listen, we have to let go of that or we'll never discover true peace in this life. There's never a good time to step out of the boat and try to walk on water. Notice this story, Matthew 14, 28 through 30. Then Peter called to Jesus, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, Jesus said, come on. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Now, I don't know if there's ever a good time to try to walk on water. But I can tell you when the worst time is, and that's when there's a great storm coming. But here's the deal. Peter walked over to the edge of the boat during the center of the great storm, and he said, Jesus, can I come to you walking on water? And Jesus didn't say, not yet. There's a storm coming. He didn't say, hold on, man. Yeah, one day, but not yet. Not right now. In the center of the storm, which is the worst time to try to walk on water, He says, come on, man, all you got is right now, let's try it. Stop waiting, make your time, and make your days count. In the Old Testament, it says redeem the time because the days are short. So let me ask you this, and we're almost done. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. What is worth it to you? What's worth it to you? 
There are some things that you need to let go of, but there are other things that are worth forcing it and holding on to. Our faith in Jesus is one of those things. It's worth forcing it sometimes and holding on to it. But what else is worth it to you? Or who else is worth it to you? If you know there's the potential for that to put life back into you, then fight for it. But if you probably know that this one thing that used to work for you is probably never going to work for you again, this one thing that used to stabilize you is probably never going to stabilize you again, then that's when you know I can have peace in finally letting this go and going forward with my life. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We absolutely love you. We cannot wait to see you back next week. And if you're looking to join us live and in person, both of our Sunday services at 930 and 1115 are wide open. Full experiences, nursery, kids, church, cafe, full worship. We would love to see you live and in person. We cannot wait to see you back next week.